Hi, welcome to the Live Love Lead podcast, a podcast designed to help you live a life you love. I'm your host, April Nicole Scipio, and you have picked a great day to listen in. I have some very special people here with me today. They are my good friends, Charlie and Sheila Richardson. I have known them for about eight years, and they have been a tremendous blessing and mentor to my husband and I, and I know they will be a blessing to you today. I'm April Nicole Scipio, and I'm a girl with a dream, a big dream, a dream to help you live, love, and lead. I am passionate about creating opportunities for you to become a better version of yourself, and I strongly believe that it happens best inside of authentic community. I'm very excited to have created a podcast that inspires you to dream big, challenges you to grow, and gives you tools to blaze the trail God has set before you. So get ready to build community, dig into God's word, and take practical steps so you can live, love, and lead well. So, Charlie and Sheila, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, We're excited to be here. It's a pleasure being here. Hey, well, why don't I know who you are, but why don't you take a second and just tell my listeners a little bit about yourselves? Well, April, we're, we're, we're very proud to be here. We are both retired, so we are living a new life together, and it's just getting started, and we are enjoying that. Uh, we worked at Logan Aluminum for 35 years for Sheila and 36 for me. Uh, we actually met at Logan Aluminum. She chased me around there a lot. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that was so not true. <laughs> Starting off stretching it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm just making some fun in that. But uh, I, we met there and we saw each other and we knew that we uh, would enjoy uh, opportunity together. And, and so the good Lord put us together and we had a good time. We've had a good time. We have two sons that both of them live in Nashville. Uh, they were, were working in Nashville. Uh, it's good to have two young men uh, in in jobs there. Uh, we re- recently made a very big life change for us. We lived in Russellville, the same house, for 32 years. Uh, lived a pretty simple life there, but we have recently moved to Bowling Green. And uh, what took us there is we go to church there with Hillview, where we're really involved, and uh, we just we're enjoying our time there. That's awesome. Well, the reason why you're on the show today is because this month of November is all things marriage for the Blaze of the Trail community. And you guys have such a ministry gift of investing in and pouring into marriages. And I just know you have so much wisdom that all of us could gain from you. Um, So I'm curious, what makes a marriage last? Well, um, it's kind of it's one of those questions, right? Um, on our 25th wedding anniversary, we went to Mexico and they're like, Oh, why are you here? And we said, you know, 25 years marriage, what's your secret? We always say the Lord is so good to us. That kind of stops the conversation in Mexico, but it really is a true statement for us. Um, you know, we both, uh, took the Lord early in our life. Um, We both strayed, but when he brought us back together, there was some really some big commitments that we knew that we were going to live our life and serving him. And no matter what, we've been blessed beyond measure with that. So 
Yeah, that's our secret in serving together. I mean, when you serve together, it just really seals the bond. So, Yeah, I think uh, going through studies when we were uh, had the opportunity to teach uh, the marriage class with you guys, uh, we learned that uh, respect for, for a male is very uh, important. And, uh, you know, as uh, Sheila and I grew together, I learned that security was one of her uh, needs and, and uh, things that I had to really l- make sure that she felt secure in our marriage. And, and we always said that we would never, uh, we, would, we would try to never give each other a reason why we couldn't trust each other. Uh, trust is very important in our marriage. Uh, so as long as you, know, you work on the respect and the uh, security, I think the trust will come. You don't you don't get respect right away. You have to earn that, and I believe that's something that uh, has really helped us get through uh, some some great times and some tough times. Yeah, we're two Type A people. <laughs> so literally, um, Charlie was in management and I was too. And you know, when you have to you have to kind of turn off that hat when you come home. You know, that's it's not a um, expectation all the time so um one of the things that we did early um he has a firecracker personality he just blows up and goes on and he's done and he's over with it me i am a volcano it takes me a long time and i take but then i do blow so any disagreements that we ever had, uh, one thing that Charlie did is he never let me go to sleep without talking about forgiveness. So sometimes he just wore me down. I said, okay, I forgive you. I'm going to sleep. Other times, you know, it got to be where I was like, you know what? I'm really important to him because he is pursuing me in forgiveness so if there's one thing that I could suggest for people is to make some boundaries up front of how you're going to fight fair, number one, and how you're going to live life to the fullest, number two, you know, it's not all negative, and just, you know, really respect each other. Um, when, when you talk about security, I think that's what Jimmy Evans had, mm-hmm. you know, taught us. And that security for a female, it, it's so encompassing into I trust you. I'm, you know, I am secure. I am, I am nothing. I, I am your queen, you know, your helpmate. So that's, um, you know, April, we made things transparent in our marriage because we felt like that uh, we would not make any big financial decisions where you would not go out and buy anything or, or do anything without asking each other. Uh, and that's something that we felt like that was very important in our marriage uh, because we didn't want any surprises. And that keeps that respect and that security going because, you know, so many couples uh, deal with financial issues because they didn't sit down and really pray about it and also talk to each other about does this really fit our our boundaries and our goals. And uh, that's something we've been able to, to, to do for 32 years. And it doesn't count with shoes, though. No. <laughs> I love that. So much wisdom. You talked about 
um, just fighting fair. And you talked about you guys have different personalities. And you talked about how you guys are transparent. But I know we have people listening. In their marriage, there is conflict because maybe they don't fight fair or they they aren't transparent with each other. How do you, um, or how would you tell someone what's a healthy way to deal with conflict? How do you stay healthy inside of a marriage when you have to deal with conflict? Yeah, one of the things that I personally have learned is because I had some mistrust. So it was easier for me to take offense. Uh, you know, I noticed things more, all of that. So I had to come to the realization that, yes, he is my husband, but I'm responsible for me, April. So if, if I'm responsible for me, you know, I need to make sure that my heart is where it should be first. I need, I need to pray. I, I mean, I just, I mean, and you say, how do you do that? It's simple. He's right there with us. You need to read the word and you say, okay, but I don't understand it. I suggest just start in Psalms um, or the book of James. I mean, it's just, it's so, it, it is real and it's alive today. So I would say, first of all, um, as a woman, that I would prepare myself in those two ways. I would try to be as humble as I could. Um, and, and you have to come to a common ground. I mean, I would think that, um, you can't, you can't have these discussions in front of your children. So what, so what I would suggest is, okay, so let's, if we pretend we're having a fight, I would say, Hey, can we talk about this in a couple of hours? You know, just, I just got some things I want to share with you. I mean, either partner can do that. And then go and set aside and really listen to each other. You have to talk about the conflict. And don't think we haven't had conflict in our marriage because we have. And I think one of the biggest conflicts that we've dealt with in our marriage is how we managed our children through the early ages and through high school and through college and and we could look back now and we could make a lot different decisions. But, you know, we it's only by the grace of God that we made it through those times and the boys made it successfully through those times because we, we didn't always make the right decision. We made a common ground decision. My I was more of the uh, lenient one to saying oh, it, it'll work itself out. And, and her background was we need to nip it. And so we, we worked on both sides of that, but you know, that was something that we had to learn together. I think it was probably our biggest, our biggest challenge. Uh, you know, you're not always going to be in agreement, uh, all the time, but you got to support the, the, what your agreement is once you make that one. And I think one of the biggest things that I've seen in working in the public is, uh, what I see a lot of guys coming to do is they start coming to work and they start talking about their old lady and they start talking about things that's happened at home and start just bad mouthing. And one thing that we set out early was that we will never, you will never hear me talk about her in public or I was, I've never heard anything that she said about me in public. We've that kept that, yeah, we kept that behind closed doors. 
So I think that's something that's very important. And I think what I, I saw in a lot of folks through ministry and through work is they always run to their family and they start telling them this and this and this. We said that we're, we're not going to reveal our stuff. We're going to keep it in the confines of us. If we need help, we'll go seek help. But we're not going to take it to our families because the word says that we are supposed to separate ourselves as husband and wife and, and not depend. We can depend on our families uh, some to, for help, but uh, not to take everything that our dirty laundry to our families or friends because yeah. that's just something we didn't do. Yeah, that's awesome. That is such wisdom. What steps would you say a couple can take to regain health? If their marriage is in trouble, I know there may be people listening or couples listening and they, they hear what you're saying and they wish they had that kind of relationship and they re- they realize, okay, we're in trouble where we are nowhere near there. What encouragement can you give them today? What steps can you, I guess, encourage them with? Sure. Sure. There's, um, you know, there's so much out there that you can do to build yourself up. It, it, you know, usually it's one spouse or the other. You usually don't come together to say, oh, we both need help. I mean, one recognizes it before the other. So um, I would suggest, again, is trying to be intentional and communicate. If that doesn't work, you know, if you are a part of a, a Christ-believing body, then um, there's couples there that you can link up with. There's your pastor. Um, But there are some wonderful, even Christian counselors, that can help you take your belief system. Because what I believed, April, I was, if I'm mistrusting, I'm going to not believe the best in him. But that's not the truth. Really, you have to uncover layers about yourself, about your marriage. Because once you join into that covenant, once you agree, it's not the ceremony. It it is a life change. You become one. You don't become a half of one. That's what we were talking about. If I talked about him, I'm talking about myself. You know, so, um, you know, just to go go back to that that covenant, that God put there, um, you'll never be the same again. Once you have joined, you will never, ever be the same separated. And that is and can be awesome or it can be a road of trouble. So you get on that road of trouble, you need to put out a lifeline, throw out a life preserver. Everybody has to do it. There is no shame. There is no guilt. There's just good stuff on the other side. Yeah, I think it's it's got to get to the honesty at that point because you, there's got to be a there's got to be some type of situation or lie that's been lived. I think that will normally drive you to that point. I think how you approach it is that uh, you need to find a non-threatening place, a place where you can have some time and you don't feel like you're in a rush or you don't feel like you you you're, you you fill out. On the defense, I think you've got to put yourself in a, a great place to, to be able to talk. I think one thing that I've had to work on in my marriage is not truly what I said, it's how I said it. 
And I think it's sometimes that our nonverbals and our tone uh, will set you on that defensive mode real quick. So I think you just got to, you got to search your heart and you got to humble yourself and you got to be prayed up before you go into that because you can get in trouble even as you try to approach it and make it worse if you're not ready for it. Yeah, it's interesting because we've, we've used this analogy a lot is that um, you can be having a disagreement or you cannot be communicating. You just have nothing to say to each other. And then the phone rings. What do you do? You pick up that phone and you say, oh, hey, how are you? Yeah, it's good to, good to talk to you. Yeah. And one or both of us, you know, share. Then we hang up the phone. The other spouse is sitting there going, why can't you talk to me that way? You know, we're, and when you get to needing to regain something, that means you've lost something. So you want to, you know, you want restoration. And when you think about restoration, if you're restoring a car, if you're restoring a house, there are some things that you have to take down. It may be a wall that you have to take down. And that's that sometimes just really involves getting back to what is true. So, I think too many times people fight to win. And if one wins, the other loses. So you've lost in that whole situation. So therefore, you cannot move to the next thing. So don't fight to win. Discuss to... I guess, to uh, compromise and restore. Yeah. yeah. Just one last question. For that person or that couple that they're beyond we're in trouble, they feel hopeless. Do you think a marriage is ever too far gone for reconciliation? I don't think so. Um, you know, we, we all have choices to make. And um, it takes two making that choice. So I understand if there's cases of abuse, physical, mental, um, if, if there is, I, I mean, I understand those things, but God can still restore that. Um, we know of couples, I mean, we know of a precious couple right now and um, just one of them has fought for their marriage. And it's, I'm just amazed. I truly, truly am amazed at, at what they're able to do and still fighting for that, not, not knowing. And when there's children involved, um, they're watching and they're seeing and children will play you. So, um, it's more, it's so much more at stake. You know, Charlie and I kind of use the analogy that uh, we love to travel, right? So when we get together with people, we go, oh, yes, we got to go to Costa Rica. If we had not kept our marriage, those memories, we couldn't have shared them with the current person that we're with. So, um, You know, there are instances and, you know, we're not counselors or anything of that situation, but I believe God can restore. I've been thinking that what God ordains, uh, 
he will help fix if both people are willing. Mm -hmm. So we just pray that someone's not wanting to just give up because they're just tired. Don't give up because you're tired. Dig in at that point and try to figure out how to make it happen. Because marriage is so good. Oh, it's just, it's so comforting. It's, it's not being alone here on earth. Yeah. Will you um, guys just close us in prayer? Will you pray for just the marriages, um, for anyone who's listening, no matter where they are um, geographically or at their season of marriage, would you just pray a blessing over um, the marriages um, that are listening in today? And then after that, I would like to pray a blessing over you guys, if that's okay, as we close the podcast. Dear Lord, we just come to you, and Heavenly Father, we just come to you today just knowing that uh, it is special to sit here with April today and know that uh, you are seeking marriages out there, Lord, and wanting this marriage, the marriages out there to be uh, totally uh, secure, Lord. Heavenly Father, if there's someone out there today that needs your uh, guidance and direction, Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray that uh, they will join up together, Lord, like eagles, Lord, and Heavenly Father, may they just uh, know that you're there. Heavenly Father, if there's someone out there that just feels like they're uh, alone and can't get there, Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray that they will find someone that will help them and give them wisdom, Lord, a godly wisdom, Lord. And Heavenly Father, I pray that they will just just go at it in a different manner, Lord, because Heavenly Father, if we try to do it ourselves, Lord, they will not be able to do it. So, Lord, may you be the focus of all these marriages out there, Lord. Heavenly Father, we know that uh, uh, through you all things are possible, Lord. I thank you for a godly wife, Lord. I thank you for a life that we've had together, Lord. And, Heavenly Father, may we just be able to help and share what you've done in our lives, Lord. And I pray that if there's marriages out there that need reconciliation, Lord, and they, they reconcile that, Lord, May they be a witness for you in everything they do. And Lord, I pray for the strong marriages out there that they can help uh, along the way with folks that uh, do need your help, Lord. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. God, I just pray a blessing over Charlie and Sheila. Thank you for this time that we had today, God. I know that you're already preparing hearts of the listeners, Lord. I just pray that you continue to protect them, spirit, soul, mind, and body, them and their children, God. I thank you that they will continue to fulfill your redemptive plan for their lives. I thank you for the gifts that are in them and the anointing that they have to pour into people, God. I thank you for all the marriages that they have blessed and they will continue to bless God, I just pray that you grant them the desires of their hearts and that everything they put their hand to will prosper. We pray these things in Jesus' name. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Shout out to the production team because teamwork makes a dream work. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Now that you've listened to the Live Love League podcast, I want to invite you to check out the Live Love League planner where life devos and prayer collide. You can get more info at aprilnicolescipio.com. Now go live, love, and lead well.